Want the latest and hottest news in beauty, fashion, and lifestyle? Check out Beauty and the Beat with Sunita Michelle, Ellie, and Friends for what's new and now and interview some of your favorite beauty professionals. Today I will be interviewing the beautiful and creative Naya Mitchell. She's a master cosmetologist who's been in the game for over 10 years. She's a bum stylist an educator, a mother of two, and a wife of 15 years. She's here to tell her story and where she stands as an African-American woman in the beauty industry. All right, let's get into it. Well, I want to welcome you to my podcast, Beauty in the Beat. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How you holding up during the lockdown? Oh my goodness, the lockdown. You know, I had some good days and I had some bad days. Today, today's a good day. Some days I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go walk down the street, gotta go do something. So I, I know. Some is... bad day. So today is a, a, a good day. So, and just trying to stay active. And since the kids are on spring break, it's, it's been a little bit more difficult trying to, you know, maintain. But good days and bad days. I know it, it's so it's just new to us. We've never been through, you know, such a thing. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to wrap my head around everything. And I'm the same. I have good days, bad days. I miss my clients. I miss my work. Um, Just miss being around people. And I'm kind of like an extroverted introvert. So that's weird. I that am I'm, too. <laughs> I'm just like, what's going on? Because usually I'm in the house anyway. Yeah. Um. So now it's just, I guess it's the thought of that we can't go anywhere. And it's just like, okay, now enough is enough. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way, both and both. I'm like, okay, now I can't. Okay. <laughs> so how am I going to do this? So same way. <laughs> well, like I told you before, I've been following you for, I know, maybe, probably a good five, six years now. Um, and I followed your work. I followed you when you were teaching and all of it. And I just think you're awesome. And so when I got this podcast and I came up with this topic, I knew you were someone I wanted to um, interview with. So thank you for doing this interview with me. And um, we're going to get right, right into it. So what made you want to become a cosmetologist? What what was it um, that inspired you to want to become one? What inspired me? Basically, it was my surroundings. Um, mm -hmm. My surroundings. I have two sisters, and we all have uh, three different textures of hair. So my mom would have all these hair products around the house because my hair was coarse, real thick. My middle sister, Maya, her hair is kind of fine. And then my baby sister, she has really, really curly hair. So we would have all these hair products like around the house. And, of course, it's three girls. So I started mm -hmm. off just, you know, playing with my sister hair, my hair. And then I had a cousin, I have a cousin uh, that's a nail tech and she had her own, she still does have her own uh, business and mm -hmm. I just gravitated towards that. And, you know, nails was my first love, was my first love. Okay. And so basically my mom just provided all the stuff that I needed to do hair and to do nails. So that's pretty much how it got, it got started. And, um, so I would have the items and stuff at the house. I would do hair at the house, like in high school. Mm -hmm. um, 
I had all the products and everything there. Uh, we stayed in Highland Park, and I would do hair on okay. the weekend. And we had like an upstairs apartment, and I just kind of like mm-hmm. set it up at like a hair salon. So, uh, yeah, my mom she just introduced it, you know, to me, and I went to uh, Howard High School, and they had cosmetology there, so I took it there mm-hmm. at high school as well. She, you know, put me in that school because she saw, you know, what I was doing. She was like, "You need to be in that atmosphere." So I did mm-hmm. that in high school. And then I went to college, you know, try to do what everybody wants you to do and go to college and go that route. So I did a year of that. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. Like, what am I supposed to, you know, what am I going to do? And my boyfriend Mm -hmm. then, which is my husband now, he was like, well, what are you good at? What do you do? I was like, well, he was like, you do hair. And I was like, well, yeah. He was like, well, why not go to school for that? And I never thought about like, hey, you can make this as a career because growing up, People just made it like, oh, you just do hair. Like, there's nothing. Like, yes, no, absolutely. Do hair. They kind of like brushed it off and they brushed it off as, as if it wasn't a business. Yeah, like it wasn't a like uh-huh. a business. And so when he said that, I was like, oh, you're right. I, I do do that and I am good. So that's how I got started. I think that's amazing when people can clearly see, you know, they they can see your greatness before you yeah can. they do and I think you know I knew there was a reason I liked you because I'm also from Highland Park <laughs> so um, I think that's pretty cool too okay Sunita yes okay can you can you hear me good yes okay well I'm just gonna do a quick rundown of what we already talked about okay so we're welcoming back Miss Naya Mitchell to our podcast and she is a master cosmetologist she's um an educator she's a mother of two and a wife of 15 years um she started out um with her hair journey um doing hair in her home and also doing hair in high school and then she started her career as an adult after discovering when she was in college that hair is really what her passion was she um started her career as a cosmetologist and now you gave me you told me you were from Highland Park and before we were disconnected I was telling you that I'm also from Highland Park and I think that some dope great people come out of Highland Park I'm very proud to um be from Highland Park I really love my old neighborhood um and I was just saying um you know asking you what inspired you to teach after you know doing hair for some years what inspired you to want to teach well once I once I got out of beauty school and it took me oh gosh it took me a, a while to get out of beauty school because there was some transitions in life I had both my kids so I started mm-hmm. working as an assistant at a hair replacement place in uh, mm-hmm. so I worked there for about two and a half almost three years to where I was just an assistant to a, a barber. He did hair replacements. Then I went over to JCPenney salon, like a full service salon and mm-hmm. the salon hours, which, you know, when you first start and you need to be there in the evenings and on weekends, like that's, that's when, that's when you need to be there. And okay. my kids were small at the time. So it was kind of difficult for me to manage being in a salon, trying to build, uh, during that time when I had small kids and then of course we didn't have the power of social media like what we had so back then right. you had to go out and pass our cards you mm-hmm. had to you know go to networking events and just different stuff like that and my lifestyle like my home life it wasn't really allowing me to do that 
So I was mm-hmm. like, well, what else could I do to still be in the industry? And I was like, well, you could teach. And then I thought back on my journey in the educators that I had, and I saw exactly what they did. I was like, okay, I feel like I can bring something to, you know, the industry. And, you know, I've been in it. And a lot of stuff that they taught in school, when I got out in the salon, I realized it was a, a, a really gap right there. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go into it to bridge the gap. And then also, you know, for my kids, like the lifestyle, I was like, well, if I could teach, you know, maybe it'll be a better schedule. So between those Mm -hmm. two things, I was like, okay, I'm going to bridge the gap and it'll work with my, uh, my lifestyle. So that's when I decided to go back to school uh, to get my instructor's license, which I did. And I started working at nights at first. And then uh, after a couple of months, I I went on to morning shift. And that's when I began my journey at a um, Virginia State, uh, Virginia College. Mm-hmm. I've actually worked with a few young ladies you taught, and they all said great things about you, which is what made me follow you. Um, just your kind, kind, and kindred spirit. We need that type of uh, character in the industry because it can be so, you know, vain. Um, it can be mean at Ooh, times. Yes, um, it can be. So we need more kindred spirits like yourself. Um, what are some obstacles you had to overcome outside of, you know, the conflict and schedule with being an at-home mom and working as an African-American woman? What kind of obstacles did you have to overcome um, in this industry? Uh, once I got in the classroom, the biggest obstacle that I had to overcome was I was coming to an environment where mm-hmm. most of the educators and most of the instructors were older. You know, I started teaching mm-hmm. when I was 26. So here I am. Wow. You know, young black girl coming in. Yeah. Like, okay, what are you going to teach me? You know, what what do you know about this industry? You only been in here. Absolutely. But, you know, this amount of time. So I had to deal with, you know, showing like, hey, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I am Mm -hmm. assigned to do this. And let me show Mm -hmm. you. So I I did have to battle you know, people that were older and looking down, like, you know, what are you going to produce? What are you going to be able to teach? You know, and so absolutely, I, I just, I just jumped in here first, and I learned everything that I needed to know about teaching, about how to present it, how to speak to students, different uh, ways on how they learn, just all of that stuff. So I had to battle that being like the youngest uh, educator, black woman, uh, teaching mm-hmm. at that, you know, mm-hmm. at that facility. So. Um, um, so I was asking about double standards in the beauty industry. Have you ever come across any? Um, yes. When, when working with uh, a lot of times when a woman is in leadership and making decisions and being like stern on it, um, people, people receive like it coming from a male, like, okay, it's okay. But like mm-hmm. me as a woman coming in and saying, hey, this is what I want us to do. We're going to do X, Y, Z. Uh, a lot of people tend to not receive receive that. Or, or who who are you to make the decision? Right. Or they calling you as aggressive. Yeah, calling me as aggressive or, you know, attitude or whatever. So I had to deal with that, especially when I was uh, in leadership role. Oh, uh, that is crazy. You know, um, and probably had a lot to do with you being young. They're just like, who is this young woman? coming in here thinking she can tell us what to do. Um, I really hate those type of double standards um, yes. in this industry. It's it's crazy. Um, and I found that we get it a lot amongst each other. Um, yes. As African Americans, we you know, we do that with each other um, the most. Mm-hmm. And um, 
no, when I started when I started out, um, I went through some of the same some of the same obstacles. Being an institution, being an African American institution, um, I'm you're you're dwelling in waters where everything in beauty as far as makeup and skincare, you don't you didn't see our faces when I was when I started. You didn't see our faces. Um No. Even though we were the ones that a lot of the time we were the ones behind the scenes um doing the work you didn't see our face um l magazine or um cosmopolitan you know things like that if you did it was a celebrity but now um um I, i'm liking the direction that it's going in now yes um, i yes. i love the direction that it's going in we are way more supportive of each other than we were before um and and I'm glad that it's finally it's gotten to this place. Um what's next for you? What's next? Well, since this whole <clears throat> since this whole you know covid thing has been going on, it has me thinking about like different uh, different things and other things and I'm looking into uh creating crochet wigs, like a line of crochet wigs. Um that's what's next for me. So I'm working on Working on that, of course, I'm still teaching as well. Um, but working on a, a crochet wig line—that's that's. that's the oh, that would be awesome! Yeah, that would be awesome. That's the. I mean, they're thing. already kind of doing it, you know, with the regular wigs, the regular yeah. lace fronts. So why not? I mean, that would be awesome. I hadn't seen any anything like it yet. Yeah, so that that's what I'm working on because that's that's what I focus on is protective styles. So just mm -hmm. making some kind of. Uh, at home a wig that you know clients can have and purchase and be able to do do it at home this whole thing is open up I'm sure everybody's mind about different options and different mm -hmm. types of income so that, that'll be what's next for me so that's what I'm working on it's a, a wig collection line that's awesome so do you think you'll ever teach again or are you still teaching uh, yes I, I am still uh, currently teaching at, and I do uh, plan on continuing to do it and probably more so be geared towards online. Um, okay. Probably will do something like that, but I, my license, I'm still using it. And yeah, so I'll probably be doing something that's more of online that I can offer. You know, if you do some online classes, like with your own brand, that would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like, okay, that, that'll be next, but definitely still keep, you know, educating people on, you know, my things that I that I'm I find interesting, which is the protective styles and hair care mm -hmm. as well too. So definitely continue to educate people. Well, I definitely have plans on working with you in the future. I love your work. I love your character. Um, Thank you. And everything that you do. Oh yeah, um, we're gonna. I don't, I don't follow people for no reason. I'm not <laughs> nosy, so you know, if I follow you, it's because. You know, I genuinely have some interest in you or, you know, I think just think you're a dope person. Thank and you. And you are one of, one of those people I've been following for years. I've been seeing you teaching and molding these young professionals and doing your thing. You're consistent with your marketing. Um, you know, you just got it going on, Miss Naya. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure what is going on with 
um, my network today. But we are going to go into this next song. Um, and this is for Miss Naya Mitchell. Um, we appreciate you in this industry. We love what you do. And I was honored to interview um, with her. If you want to follow her on social media, I think you can follow her at Naya Mitchell on Facebook. I'm not sure where her Instagram handles are, but I will get those from her and put it in the description um, below the episode. I thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, love, peace, and beauty.